You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. Welcome to The Social Hotelier Podcast with me, Sam Eric Rutman. We have a great show today. We are talking about a topic that is very relevant in today's hospitality market, namely the branded residence. And uh, I have, a, of course, my favorite guest, Mark Dardan, with me, who is in the area of the world, in the Gulf area, where there's a tremendous development of branded residences. So we will have a chance to hear what uh, Mark has, his expert opinion and insight to this very interesting part. So, Mark, uh, good to have you back again. Sam, always a pleasure speaking with you and look forward to the, the session. Yeah. Branded residence, uh, maybe we have to qualify what does it actually mean? Uh, what is your understanding of a branded residence? Yeah, I mean, there's two things. On the, it's really something that uh, popped up uh, probably, you know, five, six, maybe it started really 10 years ago but really uh, picked up in the last couple of years. And specifically here in Dubai, we have really a lot of these um, so-called branded residences and uh, of various uh, levels, you know. So we, I, I, we, I would like to maybe split them in two. One is uh, branded residences that are associated with a hotel. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have all the big brands nowadays, especially the luxury brands who add uh, branded residences to the portfolio. Uh, so uh, as, a, as, a, as a customer, you obviously can enjoy the restaurants, the spa, in-room dining, uh, whatever, housekeeping maybe, et cetera, et cetera. You know? so, so I think I would, that's one section. The, others, the other one is really uh, independent uh, residences, and some are branded by uh, hotels, you know, like... Um, here in Dubai, they just uh, launched the uh, Ritz-Carlton Residences. No hotel, but only residences. Six Senses has also launched a project, very successful. Uh, and then there's also um, just designer uh, brands or, or specific brands that are, are well-known, like Porsche or Mercedes. They just launched the Mercedes Tower, etc. You know, so So I think that's two categories that I can see one associated to a hotel and the other one independent. Yeah. I mean, I, my first introduction to Dubai was uh, in the late uh, 90s where uh, I was interviewing for a, a job with uh, Dusit. And at that time, they were building the, the, the hotel, but it had also a residence part of it. But I didn't, uh, to me, it was more like a hotel service apartment because there was no investment by anyone over the buyer, sort of it was an ex extension of the hotel. But then uh, things evolved. I mean, I, I could see that the, before I left Dubai about ten years ago. Then we start to see the kind of the branded residence uh, popularity, and uh, it came a little bit crazy. You saw all kinds of brands, and I was wondering. Well, I thought this was about hospitality, but it was a a brand of a. Well-known car manufacturer, which is a, a luxury brand, and then uh, I thought I saw even uh, Manchester United being advertised as a residence, but that maybe was uh, just a, 
a quick thought by by a developer that they want to try something. So it has really evolved quite a bit. And the latest I heard about is that the, over the past 10 years, the, the pipeline and also the residences popularity has grown by 150% by a uh, Saville's uh, uh, report. So it shows that the, this is really what uh, many, uh, not only developers, investors, but also brands, they are focusing on, on the residences. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. When when you look at it, you know, I mean, I guess the expectation of the developer, if uh, he brings in a brand, is probably to get the upside of, let's say, I would say 30% on the sales price, branded, non-branded, right? So depending on which brands, right? So, yeah. and uh, the, the, um, the royalty fee that he would pay to uh, the, the company can really vary from anywhere from a couple of percentages to up to 10%, which I believe Aman is asking for uh, and getting. Uh, potentially brands like Four Seasons, I'm not sure about Ritz-Carlton. But, uh, so this is a big upside, obviously, from a developer's point of view. And from an uh, operator point of view, uh, it's really easy money in a sense that the only thing you do is really brand the residences and you get, uh, you know, uh, obviously a share of that business, you know. So uh, I, I do understand why the developers and why the operators jumped on the opportunity, but it comes also with um, with with issues, you know. And maybe we could discuss these issues uh, from all sides, right? From for the owner, yeah. for the operator, and also for uh, the developer as well. Yeah. I mean, the, what you said about the, the benefit is that uh, uh, there's a premium upfront in sales proceeds for for the developer, and also uh, the residents appreciate in a very different way than uh, appreciate compared to non-branded residents that they would have. So there's clearly a, a huge benefit for them, uh, and then. Uh, yeah, global premium was about thirty percent on unweighted basis, so it's quite a lucrative uh, business. But then, uh, and I was thinking about also from the buyer point of view, it's a hassle-free ownership. You know, quality living. If you are into a, getting into a, a well-known brand and uh, you have all the services, the security, you maybe benefit from the loyalty programs of the brand. Mm -hmm. So there are many benefits there. Uh, so. Yeah, so it's uh, it's very interesting, uh, but of course, from uh, you have to also the, the developer has to be aware about what are the obligations when he jumps into the brand that he is he has to fulfill the expectations on the brand standards. All the uh, I haven't seen any top luxury brands uh, in residence. I'm sure you have, where really the uh, it has to be feel the the look and feel of their luxury hotel also is converted into uh, that residences that they are packages, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I have a couple of examples that we can uh, maybe discuss. Just most recently, I was involved with uh, the Raffles in London, uh, the old war office that was converted into really mixed use as a, a hotel, 125 key hotel, ultra luxury uh, restaurant, six, seven, eight different restaurants. And 85 residences are uh, sold uh, under the Raffles brand, right? So obviously, for the developer, 
you you mitigate your risk because obviously selling the residences uh, gives you uh, obviously. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, cash from 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 the residency. On the other hand, you have the hotel, and then you have you outsource some F and B, and you get uh, uh, rental. You know, so so it it does make sense from a from an owner's point of view, and that was part of uh, the development uh, of those residences, which sold um, quite well actually. The London market being a you know a very hot market at the moment, and a very high premium. Uh, and um, everybody seems to be really benefiting. And when we looked a little bit at the profile of the owners, and these owners were really buying into a lifestyle, and they were very interested. Yeah. Funny, I, I found that very interesting. They were extremely interested in what kind of restaurants are going to be part of the complex, right? Because they, they were thinking of their lifestyle and what kind of added facilities uh, will will they get you know so they had access to their own gym their own spa their own dining room they could avail of all the services from the raffles etc so when you look at it obviously these buyers uh ultra net worth individuals probably several properties all over the world and they just bought into that lifestyle that is completely hassle-free you made a very good point about security also you know, they, they are really buying into a secure environment. Uh, let's say technically, if they had a beautiful apartment in London, they would have to employ staff. They had to take care of the maintenance. Obviously, they can appoint somebody to do it. But with a hotel, uh, they can basically leave on the next morning or whatever in two months when they come back. They can be in touch with the hotel and make sure the hotel will make sure that the fridge is full that the car is washed, that um, everything is ready for them and they can enjoy, you know. So I, I do understand, obviously, uh, this objective of buying into a lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, uh, you were involved with uh, uh, the Armani has a residence as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I think that's a good How example. Because that was really over 10 years ago when the Burj Khalifa was launched. Uh, and there also, Burj Khalifa has basically an Armani hotel, fully branded Armani hotel. And we had uh, Armani residences designed by uh, Mr. Armani and then non-branded residences. Uh, so so uh, and the, so the, the size of the residences were the same, the unbranded and branded. And again, we achieved a 30% uh, upside on the sale price per square foot, uh, branded versus unbranded. Obviously, you bought it also as uh, you know, a furniture package, etc. It was completely furnished by Mr. Armani and so on. So that was a good example. And, and also, it was a huge success because uh, it set a new benchmark in terms of real estate uh, for downtown. When we launched the, the the Amani residences as a as a you know as a at a very uh, lucrative price, suddenly the whole real estate appreciated around uh, the Burj Khalifa. You know, so, so that was a very uh, positive experience from a from a from a developer's point of view for sure, uh, from an operator's point of view. And I believe that uh, the owners were quite happy with the services they can avail from. Uh, from from the hotel. Yeah, my, my best experience of a branded residence uh, 
Um, I lived uh, in Jumeirah residences while I was working in Dubai. Uh, and uh, of course, the, uh, I rented an apartment there with my wife, but then uh, the, the, I didn't see much of an interior package be involved. Uh, you didn't feel there was a Jumeirah look and feel to the residences, but uh, that didn't really bother us so much. I think the most important for us was that uh, really well, it was like a gated community. You feel very secure there, uh, had a great gym, uh, had a good, okay, reasonable restaurant, uh, but the most important was the security and the great gym. And you were uh, we were in a location which was virtually next to downtown. And so that was one, one of the best experiences staying in a, in a, and of course the, the concierge service associated with a, with a place that was very good. So the, we, we got to know the staff, the staff got to know us and uh, there was a very, very nice, uh, nice time there. So it was a very positive experience. Uh, the Dusit, it was so early on to this game. So uh, I think the interior and the services were more focused on the hotel side and what it was the branded residence side was uh, secondary. That's how, how we didn't put a lot of effort to, uh, to lift up that at, at that time. Uh, but uh, uh, just because of the sheer location, uh, those apartments were very, very popular. Yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, I, I, I know those, and you, you're right. You know, you security again is is a huge uh, part of it. You know, even if you live in a very secure place like um, like uh, Dubai, etc., but you want to be. I mean, London. You know, London is like any big city. Uh, it's secure as 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 much as any big city. Uh, but that's I think that's a big aspect. But um, uh, there's some good experiences like uh, those two, but there's also some negative experiences. And I can tell you one is that um, I actually bought into uh, branded residences, uh, the Viceroy here in Dubai. And uh, that was off plan uh, with the promise of an international operator operating uh, the hotel and the apartments. Uh, obviously, I knew the Viceroy brand from the US, so that that pushed me actually to to buy the apartment uh, because I like the brand. But uh, unfortunately, uh, after a year, just uh, the, the opening of the hotel, the developer decided to take over the hotel and convert it to the five. And with a completely different service proposition. And unfortunately, maybe I could have uh, sued the developer or whatever, but you know, I just didn't have the time and the interest to do it. So I had to to really live with it. And uh, uh, whilst the apartment is very nice, uh, it's not living up to the viceroy expectations, right? So so this is a bad example or a good example of a bad experience. And I can imagine that it can happen uh, anywhere else in the world, you know. So uh, so sometimes you have to be a little careful uh, on these branded residences. Uh, from all sides, you know, as an operator, you need to be really sure that you are uh, partnering with a developer that is uh, has the same vision and understand the positioning of the brand and will respect that. Uh, and from a from a buyer's point of view, obviously, you need to do your homework. Even though I did my homework, but uh, obviously not enough, you know. So so I. So there is some question marks around these branded residences. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, talk about developers. It was quite interesting. Uh, I remember in Dubai, uh, I will not mention the brand, but they had a a, a developer sign an agreement with a, with a very well-known luxury brand in Dubai. And by signing the agreement with this brand, they actually thought that they had the rights to use the brand for whatever they were doing. So uh, suddenly there was an announcement in uh, in another part of Dubai by this developer where he he cut and pasted, uh, copy and pasted the brand logo and announced proudly that this is his new project. And that became a little bit of a sticky issue because the brand didn't feel very comfortable now how the brand was being used by the developer. And they had a, clearly a mismatch of understanding what was the rights of the use of the brand by the developer and what was basically the, the brand's intention or the company's intention. So that was sort of an example of uh, kind of uh, what I call the free-spirited developers who really see that the, once they have the brand that they, they believe this is what they are. Another also example of this very same developer is that the, for him, brand standards was one thing, but he had also some great ideas according to his own uh, own idea. He, he wanted to do so many different things. And that became a little bit of a sticky issue now between the, uh, the brand, the company that owned the brand that... Uh, with the developer who is free-spirited and really feel that they, uh, once they have signed an agreement, then they can run with it. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, it, it can become um, quite contentious. And I remember, obviously, I worked for some major brands, um, and I remember being working with Ritz Carlton, and uh, at the... Uh, Quite, quite a few years ago, we shied away from uh, uh, doing uh, freestanding residences, you know. So we said we, we're only going to do residences uh, if they are associated with a hotel. So it's a hotel and residences. Now, these residences could be sold, that's fine. But uh, we wanted to make sure that through the hotel, we could really uh, safeguard uh, the quality and, and, and uh, you know, safeguard the brand, basically. Now, obviously, uh, this has changed uh, over time, and now you have many, many Ritz-Carlton uh, independent residences. They just launched some residences here, uh, which I'm a little surprised that they did, right? Like, uh, it is what it is. And I think most of the brands have now done the same thing, Four Seasons, uh, Raffles, uh, uh, you know, uh, Ritz-Carlton, all the big brands have done that now. Yeah. But when you say a freestanding uh, branded residence, it means that this clearly on its own is not associated, it's not part of a hotel and they're just an individual building that is uh, only a residence and they put put in the luxury brand. Is that how, how it is? Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. I mean, uh, they, the brands basically have brand standards in terms of sizes of the apartment. So... A luxury brand would say uh, the minimum size of the apartment is whatever they decide to do. Uh, it has to have a private uh, concierge service. They look at the location. Does it fit? It doesn't fit. Obviously, they probably look at the developer. Does he understand luxury and so on and so on. So, uh, but it's really putting in the hands of a developer your brand, right? And the question mark is also how long the agreement will stand because you are buying residences for many, many years, you know? But like uh, a typical management contract, um, 
maybe 2015 to 25 years, except for seasons that have longer contracts. Uh, so if there's a contract for, let's say, 15 years, and you buy a residence, what happens then to the brand, right? Because uh, you, 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 you're buying into a property. Yeah. I mean, a, a disadvantage for an operator could be that there's a loss of individuality eventually when you have, you know, uh, you are there and the increased competition within the brand when you are spreading yourself too thin in these, uh, with your brand for all, kinds of, all these freestanding residences. Yeah, no, no, I, I completely agree. I, I, I agree with that. Uh, so, uh, again, uh, how how does the the future look? I, I think um, my my uh, opinion is that uh, all those branded residences have gone a little bit out of hand, and uh, there will be a few disappointments. Uh, they, it's still something that will remain for sure, uh, but uh, there will be a few disappointments and people are going to get a little bit more, um, are going to question before they really go in on buying to, into these products. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, talking about the future of uh, branded residences, I, uh, I read somewhere and also have the feeling that uh, uh, people are looking for more uh, customers or bespoke services uh, that brands will turn to like boutique living. So you see that kind of uh, approach. So from uh, it's moving into that direction possibly because now the customer expectations are uh, changing and they are, the, as we talked about, the, uh, they're looking for lifestyle, but also they have now further demands according to what their lifestyle is they're used to, and then they want to extend that into their uh, uh, branded residence. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's some other products, you know, that, uh, you know, one interesting product that has been very, very successful in Dubai was obviously the address. When uh, we, we, we did the address, um, the mass developer was Imar, and uh, it, it was a 600 key uh, building, basically. And the idea was to develop uh, 200 keys that are hotel keys and 400 residences that will be sold. And uh, it, it has turned out to be extremely uh, successful because also we gave the choice to the owners to say, look, you can live in the hotel, so it can be your primary residence. But if you want to buy it as an investment vehicle, we can rent it for you, uh, so uh, that would be obviously uh, beneficial for, for, for the owner and the operator. Uh, we can rent it for you on uh, long term or short term, you know, so, so that, that gave really the opportunity to the owner to say, okay, uh, let me first do long term as an example. Now, maybe I'll go into short term and finally, maybe I'm going to live there, right? So. It, it, it was it was not easy to operate, but um, honestly, because also the laws were not written yet in in the UAE, so we kind of helped the government to to write the laws, uh, obviously, which are now well established. But it was a very interesting concept and uh, hugely successful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's very interesting to follow what's going on in the Gulf because that's sort of a, is where it shows the direction where the 
the, the branded residents might be going. I mean, besides the Gulf, uh, I think uh, United States and maybe Mexico and those areas which are uh, continuously growing in, into that with the branded residences. I'm wondering, what, do you, what are your thoughts of using uh, certain fashion brands are jumping into this? And also, I, I, I saw there's a Bentley has a residence even there. Maybe that talks about the lifestyle. But then that you have a restaurant brand that eventually became a hotel, and then uh, they started with a residence. It's also an interesting development, like Nobu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nobu it's, uh, has been, you know, obviously very successful as a as a hotel company. First as a restaurant, and then as a hotel. I, I would I would say that they have been very successful. Are now uh, branching out in residency. Where I have a, a bigger question mark is, as an example, Bentley or Mercedes, etc., which I don't see the association that much, right? So uh, Bentley, good, fine, maybe could be lifestyle, but at the end of the day, it's a car. It's really a car. Now you have also uh, watches, you know, watches, uh, a Rolex, the Rolex Tower. Okay, how does it look? You know, so uh, with Armani. Uh, it was an Armani designed apartment, including the furniture, you know, so so you really bought like it. I mean, some people liked it because they liked the style and some people didn't like it because they didn't like the style uh, because it's obviously very, very clean lines, etc. Very, very, uh, very masculine in a sense. Uh, so, but it had a clear identity. Now, I don't know what the identity of a Rolex Tower is or a Rolex apartment or a Bentley apartment or a Mercedes apartment because they're not, they're not really into real estate. They're not into design of um, of apartments, right? So I've seen once a, a Bentley suite that was designed by Bentley for, I think, St. Regis in one of the St. Regis's, but there was one suite and you had uh, basically the logo of Bentley was a little letter, etc. So you felt, okay, fine. Uh, but I've not seen a full building, a full apartment, uh, especially if you don't get the, the full furniture package. So you basically buy uh, an apartment in, in a Bentley building, you know. So uh, again, question mark of, you know, the advantage. And, and really when I look at it, the, the branded residency we were talking at the beginning is really um, very much in Asia. I, I think really in the Middle East specifically. Uh, I think Asia also because I mean I think Asians, Chinese, they are very brand conscious. But honestly, in 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 Europe, I have not seen it very much except the example that I did uh, that I mentioned to you uh, in London uh, with Raffles, and I know. You know, Mandarin Oriental as uh, service departments or apartments branded, and uh, Peninsula also just opened in 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 London. But it's not really in secondary destinations, secondary cities. You don't really see it that much. Yeah, it, these are. I think uh, in world cities like New York, uh, there are branded residents coming up. I yeah. talked to one of the brand developers, and they are. They will have purely a, a branded residence there in, in one of the skyscrapers, which will have a full full set of facility, facilities with restaurants, fitness centers, great security, and uh, and providing a great lifestyle in the, in a very uh, Manhattan address. So those areas, I think, is good. And I think it's just what uh, uh, the developer will have to be very careful when they 
quickly jump into maybe a brand that a, in their eye maybe is luxury, but also it has a it will have an impact on the resale value of uh, of, of some of some reason if the brand lose lose it, it appeal. So developer will need to be very careful of who with whom they work with and then look at the track record and and uh, what the what the brand stand for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the developer is out of if he sells all his apartments, he's out of it, right? So it's really the owner who is stuck stuck with his apartment. And if the brand gets diluted for whatever reasons, suddenly, uh, like you said, right? So, so suddenly the resale value of the of the of the apartment is is really diminishing, right? So so it is a danger. Another brand we could maybe talk about is Aman, because Aman is a great brand. I'm a big fan of Aman. Uh, you 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 remember in Bali when we were in Bali, uh, the Amandari, etc., and Amanpuri, fantastic brand, right? So, and it's interesting that uh, the, the 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 Russian buyer is actually has a real estate background, right? So his his views were clearly that uh, uh, the business model. Was all based on on residences and branded residences uh, uh, because unfortunately these small boutique hotels ultra luxury generally don't make a lot of money operational money right so so they sometimes even lose money but his his whole focus was really on residences on branded residences and now PIF bought into Aman also uh, believing that. Um, uh, that there's definitely a future there. Yeah, yeah. Aman is a great brand, and I, I remember seeing some of the initial properties that they developed, and that they have the residence. And you really felt you are in an Aman. The look and feel they are, they are so good in that. Really good. Yeah, yeah. And they obviously launched uh, New York, highly anticipated. Uh, I don't know if successful or not successful, but. Uh, it was a big uh, game changer, uh, obviously for them, residencies and club, etc. Also, the the club. I know we're talking about branded residencies, but uh, definitely another trend is obviously clubs, right? It goes a little bit in the same direction, because again, you know, Soho Club and uh, many of those um, uh, social clubs or business clubs, uh, like in London or New York, etc. Uh, it's really about that community, you know, the, the like-minded community uh, that wants the arts club uh, as another example uh, of people wanting to be part of a community. So um, buying a branded residence is, in a sense, you, you, you buy yourself a little part of that world, right? So if you have uh, a Cartier Tower or a Cartier apartment, um, you know, you buy yourself into into that luxury uh, world in a sense, right? Even uh, if it's psychological that uh, you can brag a little bit, oh, I live in a Cartier Tower, whatever it is, right? So so it's, 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 it is really interesting. Yeah. Also, if we're looking at the, at the generation of baby boomers who are uh, retired and uh, they're looking for a lifestyle, which is not going to be, uh, party 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 anymore but they're looking for if they have had the membership in a in a private city club and they're looking for a place to stay in the world city that has also similar uh, activities as in a city club you have people guest speakers you have a uh, private dining and so on 
what comes to my mind is the uh, the embassies. They call themselves. The, I think they have the first one in Zurich, and they're developing and they're really focusing on on uh, uh, people who have retired from uh, working mm -hmm. life, but also like to have a. Uh, in a living in, in almost like in a city club environment uh, and there is a freestanding restaurant on the street level so they will meet mixed with the, with the community so there could be something into that where we are looking at the, the kind of lifestyle that uh, the re retirees in the 70s and 80s like to have but also they like to have a, a, a interesting uh, have a chance to still have a good life uh, involving social socializing with people who are like-minded yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. I think that's an interesting concept. Uh, uh, and they, there'll be more of these concepts coming up, I think, you know, m m many more coming up. And um, uh, uh, again, again, it's also interesting to, to see uh, how the brands really uh, expand their, their brands into different businesses, you know, like cruises, for example. Obviously, you have a Ritz-Carlton cruise, you have a, a Four Seasons cruise, then you have the airplanes, right? So you have Four Seasons who does uh, around the world in Four Seasons, right? So, so where is it going to stop? Um, uh, I think it's a, it's a good connection because um, <clears throat> a cruise is basically a floating hotel. And uh, 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 it's quite interesting that the, the, the typical cruise operators now are trying to uh, up the game a little bit. I mean, I'm, some some are obviously very high end, but they feel a little threatened by these brands coming into their turf, right? Because um, uh, I'm not a big cruise person, right? So I, I I've done a couple of small cruises, but uh, I don't want to be in a thousand cabin cruise ship. But uh, uh, some people really enjoy that, uh, and and for them to branch out into the cruise business. Uh, in a sense, it's also branded residences, you know, because uh, I've, I've heard of uh, one product is, is that you actually buy the cabin. So you actually buy into the cabin. So it's your cabin and you can travel the whole, the whole year, basically. You travel the whole year. You live in an apartment, but it happens to be in a cruise ship and it's branded, you know. So, so it, it's very interesting uh, how that happens. It comes with great opportunities. But also, uh, obviously, uh, you know, it can go wrong sometimes, right? It's like we discussed a couple of examples. Yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting that uh, you ne never leave your home, but uh, the world is uh, changed. The view is changing as, as the cruise ship moves from one place to another. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is a very good discussion. We have uh, looked at uh, all aspects and explored what uh, the branded residence is, how it started, and uh, uh, what uh, uh, pros and cons, and from all sides. So it's uh, very, very interesting to see where it evolves, and it's it's clearly here to stay. Yes, I think so. You know, I think so. Uh, certainly. Uh, like like uh, I mentioned, obviously, everybody has to do the due diligence when they buy into uh, a product like this, right? So, and obviously the operators uh, have to really understand uh, the threats that they, they could be, and I think they, they do. Uh, and for me, it's 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 really having some some serious due diligence with the partnerships, right? To make sure that you have the right partners on board, 
that really share the same vision and uh, yeah. don't think too short short sighted to say this looks it looks like a, a good opportunity uh, to make some revenues and afterwards you you have to deal with it and regret it maybe. Very good, Mark. This has been a very good discussion about branded residence. And since this episode was recorded towards the uh, start of the festive season, I think it's very appropriate to, uh, you know, we have quite a few listeners in the, in the French-speaking world. And I think you speak French, right? Oui, oui. Je parle français. Okay. So I think it would be nice if you say in French some, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, happy festive season and, I, season, and I will say it in Finnish. Oh, très bien, très bien. Alors, je souhaite à tout le monde des belles fêtes avec la famille et les amis et une très bonne année. Ja minä toivotan kaikille suomalaisille ja suomenkielisille oikein hyvää joulua ja onnellista uutta vuotta. Very good. Och på svenska talande önskar jag god jul och gott nytt år. Excellent, Sam. Always a pleasure. Uh, speaking to you and uh, let's do another session maybe in the new year. Thanks for joining us this week on The Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website thesocialhoteliershowblueberry.net where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or via RSS so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you find value in this show, we appreciate a rating in Apple Podcast. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.
Thanks for joining us this week on The Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, thesocialhoteliershowblueberry.net, where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play or via RSS, so you never miss a show. While you're at it, if you find value in this show, we appreciate a rating in Apple Podcasts. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.